Welcome to the Hopecast, a light-hearted mental health podcast that aims to break barriers. Every episode, our various hosts will discuss topics related to mental health. Hello and welcome to the Hopecast. My name is Heather and I'm your host for today. As a life coach focusing specifically on relationships, one theme that comes up often with our clients is rejection and the spirit of rejection. So I want you to discuss this today. So I'm joined by Roshni, a perspective consultant who also focuses on relationships and deals a lot with rejection, resentment and abandonment. Welcome Roshni and thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for, uh, you know, introducing me so beautifully. (laughs) Yes, a lot to do with perspectives, isn't it, when it comes to relationships and communication. So, we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic today. Yeah, and I think you have a lot of um, the deep knowledge of that. So, we'll start with what are the typical signs um, that someone might be suffering from a fear of rejection? Well, one of the first signs that you know that if, if a person is suffering from rejection is when it comes to being anxious about even doing something. That's one of the first things. We would also call it as, um, it's almost like you kill the idea before it begins. Let's put it that way, because they're so anxious for the fear of rejection. And, you know, as we even discuss it, you know, during our meetings, uh, the fear of failure, that also kind of stems in. And as a result of which a person tends to overcompensate. And that's the first sign that you can notice that you're naturally very anxious, right, to do the job. Yeah. And uh, a second one would be the fact that you also end up people pleasing quite a bit, you know, um, because you wish to be accepted. You know, you want to be accepted. You want to be loved. You want to be uh, valued for whatever you're doing. But deep down inside, especially in your subconscious mind, you struggle with the fear of, am I good enough to do this? Um, so should I should do what they want me to do so I can feel accepted. And yeah, I'm sure you have a very interesting third one. We, yeah, we talked about the self-sabotage and the fear of failure and that there's really no benefits to that having the fear because if you want to meet people or you want to enter into a new relationship, you have to put yourself out there. It's not just going to come knocking on your door. So the, the fear of reject being rejected by people is, is only going to cause you to isolate. Yeah, so, that's, that's also another sign, by the way. That's another huge sign where, you know, where you end up isolating yourself, even I mean, of course it contributes to the fact that, or it could be the reason of self-sabotage, but it's also that you tend to isolate yourself mentally, that you do not want to be a part of a bigger game. You don't want to be a part of the group. You just tend to isolate yourself, become a complete introvert. I mean, not even an introvert who wants to enjoy their own time, but an introvert in terms of isolation, just mm-hmm. for the fear or just, I wouldn't say the word fear at this point as well. I would say more on the knowledge that I may not be accepted and that becomes that person's reality so that's another cool sign as well it's like a cycle isn't it it's like you're too scared to be rejected by somebody so you don't do anything and then you are rejected because you don't know anyone to be rejected by it gets so. even more interesting because when you know when you are scared of being rejected you tend to attract situations where you will be rejected and which we're going to come to as well later during the podcast Exactly, because that's just your, your brain and the energy, isn't it? Um, so how would you be able to ensure then that that fear that you have is not carried into future relationships or relationships that you have at the moment? 
Um, well, as an energy worker and as someone who works a lot with the genetic patterns, let me tell you that a lot of what we run on, whether it's programs or belief systems, can be backtrailed to our genetic lines, our ancestral patterns. So even if you are, even if you did not experience a format format of rejection in your core, what will happen is if your mom or dad consistently puts in that fear of you need to do this right, you need to make the right choices, you need to do it this way, you need to do it that way. What happens is that it's almost like you are now putting on the parents putting projecting their fear onto the child, and the child ends up literally walking on eggshells. So that's one thing. And as I've been working with several kind of clients over the years, one of the things that I have noticed that when it comes to a fear of rejection, it can literally move in any tangent whatsoever. So if an individual has a fear of rejection, for example, uh, they would want, they will either go ahead and fight their way through to feel accepted, which means they will just go everywhere and anywhere and fight that rejection consciously or they will isolate themselves, like we mentioned earlier. They, they would end up people-pleasing, get into really bad relationships where, you know, they're overcompensating. I repeat that word because that's quite a lot. Uh, and they end up also, you know, putting themselves in situations they feel constantly guilty and obligated to doing it just because they would like to seek approval. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot to do with your ancestral patterns, your genetic patterns, the way your parents have raised you, the way the experience you've had to add on to the way they have lived all their life. And so all this kind of stems to your current reality as to what and who and what kind of relationships you end up attracting or agreeing to in the long run. Yeah, and then as tips on top of that to stop that from happening, um, I've got three tips. So the first one would be to practice some like a really good self love routine to make kind of increase your self worth and self confidence, so that you're not feeling that need to have that met by other people, and that you actually are quite confident on your own. And then the other one would be affirmations to try and just say positive affirmations to yourself and re reaffirm that you are worthy and that you don't need other people to make you feel a certain way. And also, if you are feeling any anxiety around that fear of rejection, is to remind yourself that anxiety is not the reality. It's a fear. And that fear is not... It's not turned into a reality yet. It's a fear of the unknown. So if you change just a little few things and do your affirmations and, and really look after yourself, then hopefully that fear won't be carried into future relationships. Definitely, definitely, Heather. You're absolutely right. When it comes to uh, making changes, it all starts with uh, working with your subconscious mind and then your conscious mind adds value to it by using the tips that you've just suggested, uh, you know, where we retrain our mind. Because mm -hmm. everything is a habit at the end of the day. But anyway, keeping it real, you may go ahead and start retraining your mind following these tips where you literally start telling yourself that, yes, I am worthy. I no longer have to please people. I no longer have to fear rejection. Where you can literally transition your mindset from the fear to excitement. Where you begin to realize if you practice or when this when when, uh, when you start practicing these kind of tips and affirmations and solutions that you no longer rejection look at rejection as something of an outcome with no future you in fact begin to focus on the positive learnings as a result of rejection and somewhere along the line even your family your peers or your friends will start witnessing the change in you but all that you need to do is 
start working on your fears, introspect it a little bit, and then make sure while you're doing that, you follow the tips such as affirmations. What else did you mention, Heather? Uh, yeah, practicing self-love and self-care so that you're putting yourself first and not okay. needing other people. Absolutely. Self-care and self-love. This is the key. I mean, if you are your best friend, the world would be a very different place. So once you accept yourself, everything becomes a lot easier and you don't play in the drama of, oh, what will others think of me and versus how I think of myself. Yeah, and exactly. And if in the you know worst case scenario that it doesn't work out and the relationship <laughs> does end, often that comes with a lot of heartache and yeah. um, lots of really stressful, horrible feelings to have to deal with. So how, how is it best to deal with a breakup if you're in a relationship that ends? Uh, you know, it's, of course, very painful. It depends on the kind of relationship two individuals had for each other. Some of them can be extremely volatile, intense, and some of them amicable. But either way is the heart aches. There's no winners here, you know. Um, but when, again, it depends on how those two people came together and the reasons for their breakup. But on a general note, you know, just keeping it light and easy, you know, when somebody goes through a heartache, there are a few things that you need to keep in mind. And one of them is to address the situation. You have to address the fact that you are going through a very painful, volatile, hurtful situation. Exactly. And there is no one out there who has the right to judge on how you should deal with it. It's only you and you. It's your personal uh, grief, your personal choice. Your pers it's, it's yours to deal with. And even if you take a day or two or a month or a year, that's your call because everybody has a different healing time. And of course, the second thing would be, um, I, th I think it was acknowledging it, acknowledging it, uh, forgive me, I'm not acknowledging it, accepting it. Accepting, accepting it, yes. Accepting it. Once you've accepted it, it becomes a lot more e easier because you. Be, we, I'm sure all of us have gone through breakups in some format or the other. And I think the difficulty is where people begin to forget that it's actually happened. You know, they're in denial. Like they go do all those things like, no, 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 let's fix this. I don't want this, but let's fix this. I don't want this, but let's fix this. They go into the drama of this, but then they accept it the hard way with, you know, no response, the ghosting, the anger, it just gets out of hand. The trick here is the sooner you accept it, the sooner you accept it, oh my, this is my reality now. Your mind suddenly starts looking for the next solution. Because we as human beings are problem solvers. We always look for problem solving situations. So once you've accepted it, then it's all about acknowledging that situation, that this is what's happened. And then take time off. And this is where, Heather, you're going to share those lovely tips that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And just also, we, we were discussing as well, weren't we, about um, whether it's good to remain in contact or not. No. <laughs> away from so that, that was, don't you pick up that phone that was one of our tips wasn't it cut contact because it's always that temptation to go back so we said cut contact and also to um not to like take your time to heal and not jump into another relationship you're just going to take your same problems with you if you've not healed yourself before jumping into another relationship it's probably just going to happen again and that's when the cycle starts so yeah. you need you need to use these experiences as learning opportunities to learn something either about yourself or other people and not make those mistakes again if that was a mistake to you. Yeah, yeah, because when you carry, you know, the, th the thing is we just don't realize that, you know, you tend to carry forward and you expect your partner to fill the gaps. 
you know? So it's always mm. better to heal. Take your time, you know? If you cannot work with yourself, I mean, this is a reality we all, I mean, everybody needs to accept that we are not wired to solve all our problems all by ourselves. That's why professional help, be it counselors or therapists or mentors or coaches, really do help you because sometimes very difficult for us to introspect, mm -hmm. you know, to go look in and see what patterns are we creating? Why are we getting the same results all the time? What is it that we are doing that we are attracting the same kind of people or partners into our life? Why is it that we constantly feel like we're not part of the family? You know, the, anything to do with that fear of rejection or a lack of acceptance, I'm going to flip this now, to a lack of acceptance, professional help always gives you better perspectives. Mm -hmm. And once you know deep down in your core what is going on with you and you have that awareness, then as a result of excellent coaching, you will be able to adapt with new methods and tools and techniques that will actually give you your desired results mm -hmm. yeah yeah because you're not holding yourself back anymore you it's hard to see it's like that whole you can't see the wood for the trees when there's a problem there and you just need someone to, to take it step by step with you and that's what coaching is isn't it that yeah yeah it, it helps is. you get there yeah it is it is not it's not something that you know you just you can shove it under the rug it's sometimes very difficult i mean you and i as professionals we understand even when we put in a simple task as goal setting to our clients you can literally see them pausing a minute. I'm like, oh, I, I've never thought about that. Oh, I need some time because this is the time that they are they are sitting down with themselves and giving themselves a task that they've never thought about. Mm -hmm. But once they get that task, they're so excited to go ahead and fulfill that task that a lot of what's bothering them, them tends to take a back seat. Or in some cases, it actually comes up as triggers, which again helps us to work with them. The bottom line is, when it comes so let's sum it up you know we are def definitely an interesting topic but to sum it up what are the few things that you would recommend that a person who's going through breakup should not do so we we, we we would say avoid contact yeah we would say accept the situation learn from the situation yeah. take time to heal and don't jump into the next relationship Absolutely. Go shopping if you need to, but do not think of that. <laughs> yeah. Do not make that call. Yeah. Not that yes. And also, um, so being rejected or feeling rejected cannot just only come from being with a partner. It can come from friends or members of the family as well. Um, so what maybe would be some different reasons why maybe a friend or a family would decide to cut somebody off from their life? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when we when we actually pondered over this uh, particular reason, I mean, as to what what could actually be there, not there's not just one single reason. Yeah, you know, there could be several reasons, and you know, I remember uh, when we were again when we were talking about this, you know, you did mention about the fact that if a person is highly toxic, if the individual is toxic in the family, it's only natural for the family to tend to distance themselves from this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly, and and sometimes as well, it might not be the that the other person in your family is toxic. It might be that you, as a person, are not ready to deal with whatever it is to make that relationship work. So you might find just from an easiness sake that you've not got the tools, the tools, sorry, to deal with that, and it's easier for you to cut contact with that person until you can find the skills to come to terms with it or maybe that's a maybe that's a maybe now the irony here is that like you like you mentioned most of us think that the other person is toxic they don't realize that we could be toxic you know we could have all those issues so uh when it comes to family and rejection it can there are a lot of factors that can create this belief 
the fear of rejection or I feel rejected by family. Um, and even if a person has that belief, let's take a hypothetical example. Let's just take an example. Say um, a, a kid and uh, a kid has gone through rejection rape because his mom did not love him. It's just a random example we're just taking, right? The kid did not, uh, the kid did not feel accepted by his mother uh, and she was just too busy in her life. She didn't have time. Maybe for whatever reasons it may be, right? Maybe her husband was not there for her or maybe she was too involved in her husband or maybe she just didn't have a life. We don't know what the story is. The son goes through so much of drama where he's coming home, he's alone, there's nobody there, whatever he goes and tells his mom, look, mom, I want a trophy, I want something. Um, she just doesn't give, you know, you know, just doesn't give a, you know, what I'm trying to say, right? So, you know, what's going to happen with him? So if he has now accepted or experienced rejection, either he will turn out to be a very carefree guy who doesn't really care about anything. You know, he just goes ahead and lives his life. He doesn't have any kind of rejection issues. He lives and let lives. Or he will be a guy who will constantly fear rejection, where he will isolate himself or he will attract partners who will cheat on him, betray him, uh, make him feel unloved. The pattern continues or even at workplace for that matter. No matter what he does, his boss doesn't think he's good enough. Right. Or could also happen in another way where he will become the rejecter, where he will start rejecting people or he'll have issues against women and he will do everything to make them feel bad for not accepting him. So we never know how a particular belief system can change a person's reality. Mm -hmm. So that is why it's important to introspect as much as you can to create that kind of awareness. Yeah, and it's difficult as well, isn't it? Sometimes you hear of people who have be either been rejected by their families because of, you know, cultural reasons or uh, you know different traditional belief systems, and they just they they're torn. They're torn between their family and and what they believe in, and that sometimes causes people to you know a, a rift in the middle as well. Um, and it is yeah. very hurtful. We've also looked at things like you know if you've got very conservative families. Again, sometimes they have like strict rules of what they can accept and what they can, and that can cause kind of boundaries and you know a rift in the middle. Yeah. Of I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's actually very sad because sometimes you know I believe this. We are years and yawns of information built into our system, and it's not very easy to change culture. Though I must agree that people have evolved with time. You know, parents are more open to change. Children are open to change. It's an issue where people don't realize how their words and their actions can destroy a, you know, a child who is now an adult, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, as much as we encourage the fact that look into the present and future, a lot of your past experiences, traumas and negative experiences tend to define your current reality, especially from zero to seven, which we all know. So being mindful and creating a balance of how you say, how you speak, it all kind of plays a big role. I, there is a there's a saying, you know, live and let live. I mean, not in all cases, but as much as you can, before people jump into conclusions or make a person feel out of place, they need to understand where they come from. Ask yourself, do you reject yourself? You know, if you reject yourself, then everybody else is just projecting that right back to you. The golden question to ask yourself, no matter what situation of life you're going through at this point is, do you reject yourself? Or have you come to a point where you have... You no longer accept yourself. Once you've said a yes to that, then seeking help is the most easiest thing to do because sometimes it's very difficult to look within ourselves and know, oh my God, we're actually playing this game. And with time, you will then decide whether you want to, you know, go ahead with, uh, you know, staying away from your family or finding better solutions or mend and find a better way of communication, which is, of course, the best way to go about it.
Yeah, and it is it is difficult to enter into meaningful and healthy relationships when you've got a poor relationship with yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think that's what we'll sum up there. Um, so if you would like to get in touch with Roshni, she is on Instagram. Um, her Instagram handle is Rise with Roshni. That's the best place to reach her just now. Thank you so much for joining me and tuning into this episode of Hopecast. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. Thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find us on Instagram at hopecast.amal, H-O-P-E-C-A-S-T dot A-M-A-L. And feel free to email us at hopecast.amal at gmail.com. See you in the next episode. Hopecast is produced under the banner of Amal Council for a Better Tomorrow. Produced and directed by Insya Rangwala. Graphics by Reshma Pillai. Marketing by Sahil Sapalok and Ayushi Singh. Episode edited by Insya Rangwala.